What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Tino Killed It. Kicking off season two of what the fuck am I doing with my life? Now, I know that I've taken a few weeks to kind of gather everything to go into season two and um, everything like that. But if I'm going to be a completely 100% honest, real life really kind of hit over these past few weeks. And um, even though I'm doing perfectly fine, um, it definitely has taken up the priority of my time being able to cater to these things. Um, but there is a situation that did happen to me uh, over the course of this past week that I actually feel is very important to address and kind of put out there, um, especially in light of everything that's been going on um, as of late. So let's go ahead and just get into it. I don't normally speak about racism, <clears throat> but very recently I was discriminated against by two individuals. It was stated that my work ethic only receives praise because I'm black. <laughs> now, there are multiple things that are wrong with this statement, and instead of reacting emotionally, I went through proper channels and the issue has since been terminated, but... The thing is, I've been discriminated against my whole life for my dark pigmentation and have never held any gripe at all against any ethnic group whatsoever. And the thing is, as the ordeal was happening, I grew incredibly emotional because honestly, I just feel that no one should ever have to go through that. Like, I don't care what race you are, what gender, what occupation that you have. The thing is that we are human beings first. And honestly, I will be damned if I let anyone subject my accolades to some sort of affirmative action. I mean, it's also no secret that I'm Mexican. But, you know, due to my darker skin tone, I've been labeled as many races that, like, I've been labeled as many races as possible and have been discriminated against for being a race that I am not on numerous occasions. And although I have shown my support for Black Lives Matter, I have kept posts to a minimum because one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn was that you could be the loudest person in the room and still never be heard. And the thing is, like, I'm not here to shout. I mean, hell, I'd rather not even talk about this. But if you genuinely believe that racism is not a problem in this country and that this was a result of just a couple bad apples, well, the thing is, I have well over a dozen stories ranging from being called a terrorist and having shit thrown at me to having police canines pulled on me and a friend of mine for going 30 and a 25 to even being called a brown boy and being the only one to receive disciplinary action for reacting with violence. The thing is, all these stories range from me being 20, 15, and 5 years old of age. See, the thing is, I don't want to protest. I just want us to agree that there is a problem. And then for all of us to just do our minimalist effort and remember that people are more than just their skin color. Honestly, one of the biggest reasons why I never even like talk about like racism or discrimination of any any sort is because <clears throat> even going through it in my life like I've never used it as something to something to hold me back you know I knew it was a disadvantage for sure but I never used it as one and anything that I wanted to really achieve in this life I pretty much have other than music right like with work, I've had a pretty successful work history. And any employer of mine can tell you about how hard that I work. 
And I take great pride in always trying to be one of the hardest workers, if not the hardest worker in the room. Music is no different than that. <clears throat> and it's like, like that's the, that's the biggest thing, is I, I consistently work at this. And I think the reason why I made the decisions that I made last year to, or not last year, but you know what I mean, uh, earlier this year, uh, step down was because the fact that it was, I just wanted to pursue something that was mine. It's not that I wasn't successful in what I was doing. I was very successful in what I was doing. And honestly, I could have kept being successful. I could have kept moving up. <clears throat> and there was really no limitation to how far I could have gone. But I wasn't happy. And that's the most important part. Music is my, it's my heart and soul. And it's the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. And being able to give great music for people to hear, you know? And that's why I'm really excited about this Hollywood project. This series that is put together, this part one and part two, is it's my masterpiece. I, I, I know that. I know it's the greatest thing I've ever written. Now, I know it won't be the greatest thing I ever write. I'll continue to keep progressing because that's what I do, right? And I think that this whole situation and the reason why I felt like it was important to mention was because it reminded me of that. It reminded me that there are going to be people out there who try to kind of discredit what you're doing, right? And really, you just kind of have to take that one on the chin, man, and just keep it moving, right? Don't, don't let something like that stop your grind. It sure as hell ain't going to stop mine because it's like that situation's handled, but I still got this single that's dropping on Friday, goddamn, the music video being shot for it and released the following week. So that's what I have. And I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I really, really can't. Um, the song itself, it didn't really come as like a... I wish I just, I, I don't know, I guess with Goddamn, I just really wish I had a good story for it. <laughs> I, it's, it's one of the things I've kind of been saying. It's just, I wish that I could just say that there was some really dope story about how this all came about. But honestly, it wasn't. I really, I got out the shower one day and I sat down and I, and this beat popped up on YouTube. Like, and I was like, oh, uh, I, I was just drawn by it because it said Frank Ocean type beat. And I was like, hmm, I was like, I don't know if I could do something with this. <clears throat> and then as soon as I pressed play on the beat like I just heard the funkiness of it and that first note the first notes captivate you and that's the one thing I tried to keep pretty frequent with um, all the all the production in volume one is that I want you to be drawn in by the first notes right when I heard these beats I was immediately drawn in from them and from that point, I just found it to be my responsibility to do it justice. You know, um, it wasn't so much that I was trying to take over the beat as much as it was I was trying to let my voice compliment it. Um, and if I do say so myself, I think I did a very good job of that. Right. Uh, beneficial being the first one you guys hear and goddamn now being the second one. But when I wrote this one, um, it it just really came together. I just knew it had to be something kind of singing, right? Like, you think you think Frank Ocean, and it's just like, okay, what would Frank Ocean do on this? 
And I was like, you know, he would probably open it up with something that really just kind of makes you think a little bit. Right. Because I thought about like when he does um, uh, thinking about you and uh, he says a tornado flew around my room before you came. Excuse the mess it made. It usually doesn't rain in Southern California and it just continues downward. And I think it was really dope. The imagery that he placed with that, like, you know, um, because when you really think about it, it, he's talking about how he pretty much just kind of had a breakdown in his room and was throwing shit around. But to refer to it as a tornado, and it's like, you know, and that's kind of crazy because it usually doesn't rain in Southern California, you know what I mean? It's, it then puts the placement in it as well. So now you have a vision with it. And I think that kind of writing was like really, like really ridiculous. It was crazy. And I respect it so much. So when I started writing Goddamn, the first lines, I, I knew, like anybody can tell you, I'll always say the most important line is the first line of the song because it really depicts on how much further somebody is willing to listen. <clears throat> so, when the, <laughs> so when the lyrics start, I kind of wanted it to be corny but witty at the same time. So I say, is your body made of iron? Because it is so enticing. Lend me your ear for a moment, and I promise I won't bite it. Baby, unless you want me to. You know what I mean? Like, that was the kind of same thought process I was trying to go with, right? Um, and, again, just for anybody who doesn't, may not get that, uh, Mike Tyson, very popular boxer, uh, had the nickname Iron. He's known as Iron Mike Tyson. So, is your body made of iron? Because it is so enticing. And then infamously, he was known for biting Evander Holyfield's ear. So <laughs> lend me your ear for a moment and I promise I won't bite it. Um, and it was just meant to be a kind of funny, playful line. But yeah, corny in a way as well, too. Um, and I really explore it a little bit more melodically than you guys will be used to hearing it. Um, but again, thank God for the engineer, Andy Rodriguez uh, of Jordan River Recordings for making me sound beautiful on it with amazing pitch correction. Um, he says he didn't use that much on it, but I am convinced that he had to completely alter my voice to make it sound the way that it sounds on there because uh, it sounds really good. Um, but I feel like it's a real ear-pleasing song like when you hear it it's just kind of meant to just really just make you feel good and there's not really much more to it than that um and then my dearest friend of mine rack blesses the microphone in this one uh helping me both on the chorus as well as the bridge part that you guys will hear um and that part was actually really cool because i had no idea what i was going to put there uh, so when we came up with the initial idea of it being an argument, I just kind of was like, well, who would do it? Rack happened to walk right in the door at that moment. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> so after she did that, I go, she was like, is there anything else you need? And I'm like, actually, yeah. Can you do these goddamns real quick? And then it was just magic from there. So definitely, uh, a very, very big essential part of this track, uh, whether she wants to be listed on it or not, uh, really helped.
bring the life in it. So, again, I just think overall it's a really great song, and I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. All right? So, I think now would be the time that I shall be concluding this episode. Um, Short episode, but again, I just wanted to kind of get my feet wet back in it, you know. That way we can go ahead and just keep this train going. Um, But yes, June... 26th 2020 goddamn releasing on all streaming platforms with a video to follow soon after be the look be on the lookout for that also if you guys haven't already if you guys want to hear goddamn before it hits the streaming platforms you guys can join my patreon at patreon.com forward slash tino killed it for $5 a month, you guys get early access to everything. I will include the video as well, um, as well as to my first 100 patrons who sign up. You guys will be getting Tino Killed It podcast t-shirts. So, yeah, all the incentives to sign up. But, of course, all of that is listed on the website. So, if you guys do want more information, again, patreon.com forward slash Tino Killed It go there sign up man really helps me in being able to continue to pursue my dream and being able to put out all this quality content for you guys okay um with that being said this is tino killed it signing off from another episode of what the fuck am i doing with my life season two baby welcome to hollywood